we muddled through uh, one hour. We now we have the second to go. So you know, you just heard that commercial about Swiffer and pet hair and stuff, folks. If your cat and or dog is uh, shedding like more, like constantly shedding, they're lower on their omega threes and sixes. Bump up their fish oil. Give them a can of sardines uh, in water, always in water. Uh, a, a big dog can do two cans or three cans of sardines a week. A small dog, like a ha- uh, one can of sardines a week, and same with the cat, one can of uh, can- sardines, and or just get some. Um, Omega threes, uh, and six oil. Krill oil is huge, but it's more expensive. Uh, you know, you got the Alaskan sa- uh, salmon. And, uh, so like I say, d- you bump up the omega threes and sixes. Get stuff that boosts the coat. That's what they need help with. And then you should just, I mean, you know, like Adeline, my cat, he's indoor outdoor. When you come to my house, you have no idea where she sleeps. Don't know, you have no idea. That's awesome. When you, when you go to pet her, right. you don't, you're not going, <laughs> because it's sticking to you. <laughs> right. Okay. And so that's, and you don't have static cling when you go and pet the cat or the dog. That's low humidity usually if they're okay. in your house. So add right. the humidity into the house. But the big thing is, is that omega threes and sixes, uh, omega, uh, like, um, if we're fish oil for like a large breed, let's say 70 pounds and above, you know, like 1500 to 2500, you know, uh, a day. And then a smaller dog, like my my Ethel, it'd be like 250 milligrams. You know, she's three pounds. Right. But anyway, the only way you kind of OD them is if their noodles start getting sloppy. Okay. You could also give like extra virgin or coconut oil, but you have to be very careful on that. You have to start that very, very slowly or they will get the runs. The extra virgin coconut oil is one teaspoon per one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight up to three tablespoons, you know, like for a large, large dog. Right. But you have to go very slow because if you go too fast, they will get the runs on that. Okay. Okay. Hit the, hit the phone lines. All right. We have Chris and her questions, a couple about feeding and walking. Okay. Yeah. Feeding and walking. All right. Chris, thanks for hanging on. What can I do for you? Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, yeah, I got a, a two-year-old Chihuahua. Okay. And, um, well, I have an, uh, actually, I have another one. I have a 14-year-old Chihuahua as well. Okay. Um, they're really finicky on eating. Mm-hmm. But we have found that, um, you know, those little cans of chicken cat food they really enjoy. Okay. Is it okay to give them cat food. Well, kind of the difference between the cat food and the dog food is that the cats are true carnivores. They eat birds and mice. Dogs are omnivores, all right? So the need for protein is real high in cats. So that's the difference mostly between dog and cat food. They have a higher terrine level and a higher protein level. So the thing is, is that now being finicky, usually small dogs are finicky because they don't want the same thing more than three days, okay? And if you change up things once every day, like today he gets this and tomorrow he gets that and the next day he gets that you won't have much or if the and or if the dog is overweight they can afford to be because they're not hungry they can afford to be picky like i don't want that all right and so that's why you could do that here and there but i wouldn't suggest it on a regular basis especially since you have a small dog are they overweight or are they good weight um, I think he's just a little bit overweight. He, okay. he doesn't look too bad. Okay. But see, the chihuahuas, they got tiny little thin legs. You know, if they are even a half a pound overweight, that's ginormous for a chihuahua on a small frame. All right? Because yeah. take a half a pound of hamburger and put it on your dog in some place between the shoulder and the butt. They don't gain weight in their legs or their face like we do. <laughs> but anyway, okay. and so that's why it's really important. So if the dogs are overweight, they're more finicky. 
But like I said, the difference between cat food and dog food because there's a higher protein level to it. So that's why here and there. So, but but the more you rotate your dog's food, then the more, uh, like I said, they're, they're going to be more into it. See, I feed one thing in yesterday. Yesterday they got duck. Today they got turkey. I do yeah, freeze. Yeah, I usually do. Yeah, see, I do uh, freeze dried and or uh, whatever you call it, uh, raw. Yeah, I do freeze-dried raw. Yep. About, yep. about half of their food. Oh, good. Good, good, good. But yeah, yeah. The more, And then plus, like I say, if you cut back, let you want them, if they're getting treats during the day, a little here and a little there, that also adds to pickiness because they're not hungry. So that's why I don't give my dogs any treat. They get a treat maybe a couple times a week during the day, and that's about it. You know, because I don't, and like I say, my Ethel, she's 3.1 pounds. The most she ever got to was 3.3, and I just about lost a gasket because she's only 3 pounds. <laughs> So, and I knew she'd get a little bit chunky, <laughs> and then um, yeah. Gilligan, you know, he's a Yorkie Cairn Terrier, he's 10 pounds, and he's, you know, pitcher, pitcher perfect. But see, I do, like I say, I just, I, I don't, I want my dogs around me as long as possible, and overweight kills a lot of them, or blows, like I say, blows their ACLs or the legs out. Well, look at Ethel, she's got two such tiny little legs, too, that, you know, extra yeah. weight would be my, jumping my on and off the couches. Uh-huh. Yep. My Tito um, does a lot of hopping. Okay. And they had stated that his his uh, knees and, and his back legs weren't, you know. Been good, yeah. So you got to get them as thin, especially as they get older. They have to be as thin as possible. If you look at your dog, you'd say, I think he needs weight. He's probably just right. Because we're right. so used to seeing heavy dogs that when we see a dog that's of good weight, that people think they're anorexic. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and so I, I that, think that's true. And so that's, that's your true. mission is to cut back on food. And then now, yeah. if he's a little bit hungry, he is not going to be. He's he will not be going. Hey, hey, I don't like this. I want something else. No, he's going to be in a dish like whatever's in there. Because if you start cutting back and start getting that weight off, because once a week, I don't know if you heard earlier in the program, I, like when I get home from the show today, before I yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah, I was listening. Yep. So yeah, I feel my dog. So this week, yeah. what am I feeding you? I'm and and little dogs like yourself, which you've got you cut back by an eighth of a cup at a time okay an eighth of a cup is what you what want do you think how much do you think they're supposed to be eating well no it's not that you can't do that because it's okay. just and the reason is you got to go by the feel of your dog and the bone structure of your dog okay. you know and so when they tell you on the package to feed you know a 10 pound dog this much they don't know the bone structure and how what your dog does all day does he lay in a crate all day or is he running 90 with kids and so okay. that's why you've got to get used to feeling the dog and adjusting the dog d- diet accordingly let's say i cut mm-hmm. back this week i feel next week well they feel a little bit thinner than he did last week so i'm gonna stay with what i cut back on then we get to that second week or the third week i feel well i think i should cut back just a little bit more you know what i mean okay. so that you just kind of you just go by the feel not by the look and you and, um so what do you think about baby food uh well see with baby food that you have to pay really close attention to is that a lot of it has onions in and you don't want, dogs can't no have onions. onions, okay? And so, uh, but see, the, it, it, that's fine. But there again, the protein content and such like that. You know, I'd rather see uh, either if you're not going to feed, you know, kibble food, then you do the raw, the freeze-dried, you know, such like that. But so I, I, I'm not a fan of that because a lot, they put a lot of stuff in. There's a lot of preservatives unless you get the all-natural baby food. <laughs> well, then you can make your own, just get a blender out or a bullet and start grinding yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's natural. Okay. They, they you know, like to look at little 
Yeah, but that, remember, that's all calories, too. Think about that. You want to get weight off your dog, you got to think of what's going calories in, what's going on the ribs, all right? right, so right. You got to pay attention, okay? Okay, um, I got a lot of questions, actually. Okay, too. Did, he, he has a tendency of having, you know, the, the eye drips all the time. Okay. And my daughter had stated, you know, give him just plain uh, or bottled water and try to do that. Okay, does and, he have eye stains in each eye? He's got one. Does he have eye stains under each eye? Yes. Okay, that's caused by the food. You change the diet, and that will go away with each grooming that you do. That Don't get any of that stuff that, you know, you get tear away or whatever. That's just a bunch no, of chemicals. No, I don't use that. Yeah, good. So that's what it is. It all has to do with the food. And then, obviously, too, water. Some of the city waters has got fluoride and, and other chemicals yeah, in it. Yeah, I've been using uh, bottled water for probably distilled water. Okay. Okay. Um, for a couple months. Okay. And that's what my daughter suggested is to change the water. Yeah, because spring water too, because it does have some minerals in it. But that's what you want to do, though. Is that? But that the, the eye stain is that's when I got Ethel, my little toy poodle. She, I mean, her face was literally chocolate brown from the eye stain, and so I didn't know anything about that. So I got that tear stain away. Uh-huh. And anyway, so then um, when she had to be groomed, my uh, my groomer looks at me. It's Kate. It's the food. I never had a little dog that had tear stains before. And so anyway, I put her on a raw diet and freeze dried diet and some home home you know homemade stuff. And every grooming she got, she didn't restain her coat anymore. So every time she got groomed, more of that came out. And then now she's down to just clear eyes. There, you know, well she was within what was it a year? She was down to just perfect where there was no more staining. Because he didn't restate yeah, her eyes. I guess it'd be kind of hard with him because we feed him such a variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, mean, we just like- got to find out what. And you see, why don't you hold on? Okay, we got to run a break, so hold on. We'll okay. come back, okay? Okay. Da, da, da. What can you make that no one can see, but everyone near you can hear? What can you make that no one can see, but everyone near you can hear? Be back. Flip the page, okay? <laughs> oh, where did it go? Oh, no, you lost it. No, where did it go? Flip the, uh, the page. Oh, there we are. Okay. What can you make that no one can see, but everyone near you can hear? I don't know. Noise. Oh. What can you see? No one can see. Right. But everyone near you can hear? Noise. There you go. Got it. Okay, let's Perfect. go to the phone line. We're talking to Chris, correct? Nope. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hey, Chris. Hi. Okay. Uh, I had a brain fart. But where are we at? <laughs> um, um. Oh, we were talking about his eyes. Oh, the eyes. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, all, that all has to do with food. So change up the wide variety. Oh yeah, like, but stay. No way to find out. Okay, but the thing is, is that you got to find out. Some dogs don't do well with beef. Some don't do well with chicken. So you got to start rotating and finding out that okay, you will be able to see the runs of the stain. You know, if you feed one thing and there's no restaining, there's no, it's not wet or anything. Um, otherwise, too, then what you can do because Chihuahuas kind of have bug eyes, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, so they might be. You could take them into the like uh, ophthalmologist. There's Larocco mm-hmm. and Blaine and 
and um, Olvera, Olivera in St. Louis Park. But usually if the staining is as even on both eyes, is usually what they eat is what it is. Okay. And so by changing the diet, like I say, it could be the beef, it could be the chicken, it could be the turkey. We don't know. That's your job to figure out and then look you know, after, is, is there new staining, is there new running down the treat? Well, maybe we'll cut that out of the diet for a while and see. So that's what you need no. to do, okay? Okay. Um, can I ask you another question? Or I, quickly, I okay, just hurry up, quickly. Well, I just, I, I, he's been trained on one of those retractable leashes. Yep. And he runs around and he's crazy and crazy and crazy and he just does not walk very good. Mm-hmm. I need to get him on a, I have a regular leash. Yep. I want to train him to walk like a normal dog. Okay, how many pounds is he? Um, I would give it about nine. Okay. Um, what I would do, well, you could take one of my, uh, you know, start here classes. It's just a one-time hour and a half, so we get the right training collar, get you organized, and get him organized. Or you could take a private class for myself. Otherwise, you could try. Uh, does he is he used to a collar at all? Um, well, he's got like a you can't push on his neck because I think he's got like a trach problem. Okay. Because um, when he gets really really excited, he does does like a really weird sound out of his throat. Okay. And also when he walks and he pulls, um, even though this collar is not even on his neck, okay. it's just a low, real low, you know, it, it, you put it on, actually it, it just goes right around his legs and you clip it on his back. Okay. Um, it's, and he pulls, he still coughs. Huh. Well, like I said, I, I, I'm not sure because without hearing and seeing, I don't want to right. recommend anything. So that would okay. be the better thing. You, you can either you know sign up with another trainer, but you just get into a class, you can get the dog organized and you organize. You know, whether you do it to me, you can go to mytalk1071.com and there's links to my website so you can check out my schedule and you can go from there. Cause like yeah, I said, you're pretty far out from me. Yeah, one time though, one time, hour and a half. It's only a one-time drive. It's not like you're coming for four weeks. So oh, okay. Just, so check it out and see, okay? Okay, dear. Okay, kiddo. Take care and get the weight off those guys. Those little legs can't handle it. <laughs> okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, those little legs, you know, like I say, Elthel's got like little bit, but chihuahuas and like whippets, they have legs that are just like pencil thin, right? that are just so delicate. You swear to the oh, Lord, if you look yes. hard enough, you can see through them, you know? Oh. So that's why any extra weight on dogs that have thin legs like that, boy, I'll tell you, you're just asking for, you know, joint problems, huge, you know, the, and the knees and like, what is it, lactose? lactating petella but okay. anyway so yeah so I, I'm, that's why i'm not a vet because i can't talk i can't even you know You're, well, say I half of the stuff that it. can go wrong <laughs> okay who's up next sure we, we have sandra okay hey sandra how you doing good how are you good good what can i do for you um i've been listening to the show and you were talking about heart wounds yep and also losing weight and uh-huh. so we um uh rescued this dog about a year and a half ago and just like you said, it took a while for the heart wound to show up. But he he came to us supposedly heart wound negative, right? And then yeah, and then he was uh, had a pretty severe case. Oh wow! And then he also had ehrlichia. Okay. So last summer, for you know five to six months, spring into summer, he wasn't able to exercise well because of the heart wound right. treatment and ehrlichia. Then and then we were trying to taper him off stuff in the prednisone. So do you still recommend those suggestions with heartworms? Tightering. Um, see, I said the word right. Did you know that? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Bingo. With a dog that's had, a dog that's had so, such problems. Yeah, uh, well, the 
get you got to get the dog healthy before you can do anything okay well, and so he's, yeah i mean i he's out now you know but i also want to talk about his weight um but yeah i mean he's done with the treatment now oh yeah okay yeah okay so what's, what's your question do you get weight off of him what are we doing well no when you were talking about you know not to give the heartworm uh-huh. uh, but instead get them tested is that okay to do oh, after yeah. your dog has dealt with it yeah. yeah because what they do is you do a snap test where they draw blood and they test for Lyme, heartworm, and antiplasmosis. Or you could just, because you're, you're drawing blood, you know, since you're drawing blood, you might as well, you know, check those out. But if you just want to do just for, you know, the heartworm, you could just it'd have blood draw and just have it tested for heartworm if you want to do that. And then how often do you do that? They have them tested for heartworm. Some people, when they take them off, you know, they don't want to do the heartworm pills anymore. They're so nervous about the dog getting it that they have it uh, pulled every six months. Because it takes ninety days to show up in a blood test, yeah. and so that's so uh, so it's, so it's that's up to yourself, you know, it, it, to keep your nerves at bay. To me, the money that you spend for the the tabs and the money you spend for an office and a blood draw, uh, you know, to me, what you come out on the better end when you pay, you pay for the blood draw and the, and the office visit. So. Okay, and then plus the then, dog. But see, this is what I would do if it's mine. What okay. you know, like I said, I need people to educate themselves, understand, right. and and make a decision that they're happy with. And that's why I said that dogsnaturallymagazine.com. You know, Dana, yeah. she did three really cool articles on on heartworm, and so you should really look into that. Read up on your enemy, uh, the enemy, <laughs> everybody's enemy, yeah. and understand, yeah. and then make a decision that you're that you're happy with. Okay, the decision I made, I'm happy with. Right. Okay. Okay. And so now he's overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying, we're, we've cut back. He was getting two cups. Um, we're giving one cup in the morning, three quarters of a cup in the evening. How fast should a dog lose weight? Well, the dog can lose weight fast. It doesn't hurt him. Cats, it does. It gives them fatty liver disease. So, what okay. kind of, what breed of dog? You know, they don't know. Oh, well, what, what does he closely look like? Uh, he looks like a, a lab and a collie and kind of a deep chest, like maybe okay. a bully breed in there somewhere. Okay, then how many pounds? Well, he came to us at 36 pounds, but he was underweight, and now he's 44.4, but he was up to 46. Okay. He was on the prednisone okay. and all of that. Okay, because what you just do is, you, like I said earlier, you feed three quarters of what you're going to feed in the morning and a light and a quarter in the evening of whatever you're feeding, okay? okay. But you cut it back. You know, if this says for the dog your weight should eat two cups, okay, how how old is he? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half, okay. So now he's just coming up a three-year mark where that's when their system does a scream and halt. They're done growing, so it takes a lot less calories, you know, to okay. keep them, you know, healthy. And so that's why what I would do is that if it tells you to feed two cups for, you know, his, that I would start with it a cup and a half all day. All right. Okay. But then okay. there again, every day, once a week, you're going to stop and feel him when he's standing okay. to see how he feels. And then the next week, maybe you're going to bump it down again because he doesn't feel much thinner. <laughs> right. Right. And so then we'll bump it down again. Okay. Then that, follow, oh, now he's starting to feel like a little bit thinner, you know, and then stay with veggies, all kind, no, nothing processed where you get the right. sugars and the carbs. And right. that's about the best thing to, to do. But if the whole thing is to feed less and use a real measuring cup, not, yes, we do. I well, excellent. Good yep, for you. Good for you. And so that's that's the whole thing because dogs, like I said, they quit. They're done growing totally by the time they're three. And anyway, if there, anything left from two to three is just minimal. 
But then, unfortunately, we don't cut the food back. And so then all of a sudden they start getting weight. And, uh, and then everything gaining weight. But everything your pupper went through because you had to keep him calm, you know, that was the whole thing. That, then he, ga- he gained more, you know, more weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much kiddo. Bye-bye. Which word contains 26 letters but only three syllables? Which word considers contains 26 letters but only three syllables? Be back. There you go. Did you notice? Hope, look outside. Look at how light it is outside. And it's great. I love it. Look at that. Okay, which word contains 26 letters but only three syllables? The alphabet. Ding, 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 ding. Did you get help with that? No. No, I didn't. I got that one. There you go. The alphabet, 26 letters and on three syllables. There, look at you. Love it. So good. Okay, let's go to one. All right. We have Anita, and she has a question about uh, dental surgery for her cat. Okay. Hey, Anita, how you doing? Good. It's actually my son's cat, and he brought her in about a month ago to... Um, to a vet. She hadn't been to a vet in a while. Mm-hmm. And they said something about her having teeth reabsorption or something about her teeth and okay. it's like a thousand dollars worth of <sighs> okay. surgery. Okay. Um, but they're requiring a lot of vaccines before <laughs> they will even do the surgery. So, All right. um, and we, she's an indoor cat. We haven't done any vaccines. Right. We've had cats, we live kind of country and they, right. we've had indoor cats, never done a lot of vaccines and stuff like that. So, just curious about that being kind of forced to do. I know it, and that's so it's so tough. I just uh, um, are her teeth? Is she eating? Hard? How old is a cat? She's ten. She's ten. a calico. Okay. Um, it's really a tough one. The only thing I can tell you is that we mentioned this last year, the last uh, uh, week, is that the vets outside the city limits. The farther you go away from the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, then they usually are more reasonable, and they, the requirements aren't as much. If I can. Okay, okay, and so uh, that's the only thing I can say. There's Amory, Wisconsin. You can check Doctor Jill. Uh, that's uh, let's see, Northwest. Let's see, we I think west of the cities. We live out. You're um, near West. Delano. Oh, Delano. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, let's go that side of the fence. Uh, that I'm not sure of. Uh, but okay. that's what you want to do is check out beyond, like, to the west of Buffalo and Delano and such like that and to the north or south. Okay. And just kind of call and just, uh, you know, say, you know, this is, uh, you know, uh, had a, you know, see, you know, we got to diagnose that my, our cat's teeth need to check. And uh, just, re- you know, she's a totally indoor cat. We haven't done any vaccinations. We really don't want to, but we want to make sure we do the best for her teeth. You know, can you work with us? Okay? Is that a common thing? What? I've never heard of that teeth that yeah i haven't heard that usually is what happens is that they you know the gum disease you know they you know the the, the gums get really bright bright red above you know from the tar and such like that but no. i don't think her teeth i mean i don't think her gums are bright red but definitely we'll check that. yeah and so what you could do too is go get another uh opinion Okay. You know, to pay for another opinion and say, what's your thoughts on this? 
and you okay. n- you never know, you know, because I heard of in yeah, the human right. world some dentists that said they needed this, that, the other thing, and they're the, you know the the price tag was like, are you kidding me? Well, and so they wound up. Go, oh, this is human. Yeah, this is human dentist. And so she wound up going to somebody else that somebody suggests, and they said, well, no, you really don't need this and that. And we could do this with that instead of that. And I mean, and it was like a fraction of the price. You know what right. I mean? And so that's why what you want to do sometimes is just ask around uh, okay. as far as uh, to get a second opinion. You know, talk to some of your people, but that's that they like that seems steady. And, and so that's all you can do is just on your part. But sometimes when things don't add up, I always want to get a second opinion just okay. to see if everybody's saying this, you know, is on board with the same thing. Don't say what the other vets say. All right. Don't do that. Okay. Just let them make their own assessment as okay. to what the problem is. That makes sense. Okay. okay. Can I ask you a question about sure. our pup? Oh, sure. Too? So we just adopted a, um, um, looks like a beagle puppy. Mm-hmm. He's six months old. Okay. And he doesn't bark. I mean, I know people would say that's a, you know. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's <laughs> a blessing. But he's a beagle. And yep. we lost our other beagle in January. Okay. And Sorry. The only time he ever barks is at our cat. But otherwise, we go outside. He doesn't bark at the other dogs. He doesn't bark at people. He doesn't bark if he has to go outside. He never doesn't bark when he's playing. He just never barks. And is that... It's his personality. It's his personality. He's not the one that comes flying into a room and announces itself, okay? Definitely and then not. furthermore, so no, I would just, just oh, if you had a beagle before, you understand that voice sometimes, that howl can be enough to, you know, like I Calgon take me away. So it's just his personality. He just doesn't have the want to be able to sound off, but he's only six months. All right. As he gets older, that may change when he gets to be about a year and a half to two and a half. That's usually when they become a little bit more barky and a little bit more territorial. Right now, puppies don't have that much to talk about. They just kind of absorb the world. (laughs) Yeah. It would just be nice if like somebody came to the door or something. Uh Yeah. But every dog is different. Just like if you had five kids by the same mom and dad, you could have one that, you know, is the studious one that is the clown. One is the ballerina, you know, uh, you know, you have different personalities and different personalities do different things. And sometimes the thing is, is be careful what you want. Sometimes you it'll know. bite you in the butt. <laughs> Thanks so much for your help. I appreciate you it. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, because beagles, boy, when they get going or in school when I have them, you know, the, the, oh, that howl just ricochets off the walls. <laughs> it's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. That You know, it's cool. Or that bay, you know, the hound bay that they have. Oh. Yes, yes. But the whole, but yeah, after a while, it's like, please (laughs) calm down. Same with huskies. Huskies talk a lot. Mm. And it's just like, oh, Lordy, oh, Lordy. Okay, just quiet, quiet. Okay, next. Yes, we have Lynn. And this is something new that I have never heard, but uh, she has a question about backwards sneezes and breathing. Okay, yep, yep, yep. It is a thing. Okay, hey, Lynn, how you doing? Very good, Katie. How are you? Good. What breed of dog do you have? I have a Bichon Frise, and she's seven. Seven years old? Mm-hmm. Okay, how long has she been doing this? Um, I would say she's probably been doing it for about three years. Okay. And, yeah. uh, okay. and when she sleeps, does she snore at all? Um, slightly, sometimes. Not, not regularly. Okay, next thing, is she overweight? 
She is about three pounds overweight. Okay, first of all, we got to start that. That's part of your problem there, too. Okay? okay. Just like heavy people have a tendency to snore more. Okay, okay, because they can't breathe, they're restricted, you know, because you got, you're got you carrying too much weight. So really work sure. on that. Okay, cut our food down, back, get off the processed stuff. And I don't know if you heard earlier, you know, you feed three quarters of the morning of what you're feeding, and after you cut it back, then yep. three quarters in the morning with a light dinner, like an eighth or a quarter in the evening, all right? Okay. Just set yep. feeding times. But the big thing is, is that, but then some dogs with the back sneezing is what is called, it's almost like a snort backwards <laughs> yes. in a way. But anyway, so what? sometimes when dogs get overly excited, overly worried, they, it's almost like, you know how a person uh, has, uh, what's that called, uh, hope when you breathe in a paper bag? Like hyperventilation? There you go. Hyperventilation. All right? And then you have to breathe in the paper bag to just catch your breath. You know? Mm -hmm. And so when a dog back sneezes like that, if well, first of all, I take care of the weight. And then, um, uh, because sometimes it can be a medical thing. It could be a heart thing. could be a trachea thing. But I would start with, as long as her, she's, you know, bright and cheerful, you know what I mean? She's not sluggish and whatever. Then I would work on getting this weight off ASAP. And then now when she starts to back sneeze, cup your hand, okay, yep. and slowly bring it towards her nose. Don't grab her nose. Yep. Now, your hand is going to be the paper bag. As, yep. as it starts coming in, she's almost like, why is that hand coming to my nose? <laughs> and a lot of times, that's enough to catch their breath to stop that, all right? Yep. And I have done that, and she's good with that. Good. She's very patient, and right. it's... And I just wasn't sure if there was anything more I could be doing other than the weight, obviously. Yeah, the weight. The um, weight is huge. Okay. It really is. Okay. And, and like okay. I say, because it's three pounds. Take three pounds of hamburger right. and put that yeah. on your dog's body just from chest to butt. Okay, not yeah. on the legs, not on the face. That's a, right. really a lot of weight. In the human world, I just won't have have a couple, uh, uh, like, a, you know, I'll cut back. And then three, uh, three pounds is you know, one day I can do that, you know, but right. in a dog's world, it's huge. So yeah. that's why it's yeah. really important. That's the first thing I would start doing. Like I say, start cutting back and, and no processed foods and just as many, you know, veggies and, car- and carrots are pretty sugary. So try to worry. And then green beans, green beans, green beans, cauliflower uh, are the two better because cauliflower, I really believe that was made for dogs because it stinks so bad. <laughs> and dogs love stuff that stinks. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so just be a guardian and, and no, you know, uh, things, no processed anything is what we want to nope. stay off of, okay? And then okay. eventually she will get less and less and just take your time. But it would, like dogs, you can have them lose weight fairly fast, whereas a cat, it has to be slow and steady. So Okay. All right. Okay, well, Kit. Very good. Thank, thank you. you. So Bye-bye. Yeah, that slow and steady with cats. You just got to remember that. See, like well, the two cats, one was 32 pounds, one was 38 pounds. And it took me, well, first I had to switch them over from dry to canned and some raw, you know, grain-free can. And then once I got them switched over, then it was a question of, you know what I mean, that slowly backing off on the amount I fed. Okay, yes. So that he, they would start losing that weight. So, But also, two overweight cats can get fatty liver disease from being too fat. So it's, it's kind of a catch-22. But the bigger thing with cats is diabetes. Okay, uh, yeah. And cats are dogs. Usually they have to really be a sausage before the diabetes hits in, but little dogs are more prone to that mm. because it, they can get, I mean, they can get fat 
faster because there's not much to them. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, okay, we're going to run. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about barking. Number one, why does your dog bark? Okay, what, what happens when he barks at you? What you probably didn't even realize you'd done to ca- cause a problem. Whining, dogs that whine a lot. Okay, and then do, uh, just uh, we're talking about barking. And then um, uh, what I said earlier, uh, getting a dog or a puppy with kids. And then you're pregnant and you think, well, maybe I should get a puppy before the baby comes. And then the puppy and the baby can grow up together. Let's discuss that. All right. So uh, just a minute. Oh, let's do a would you rather. Oh, okay. okay. That sounds fun. Would you rather. Okay. Wait a minute. We're going to find one. Okay. Have all cats try to attack you when they see you? Okay. Or all crows try to attack you when they see you? Would you rather? We'll be back. All right, winding down the show. I want to leave enough time to hopefully get to this stuff. So if you guys have any questions, you can go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page. You can email me. I'll be happy to help you out. Uh, and then you can see all these neat things that Hope posts on my uh, on my page. And then you can get to my Facebook and to my website. Okay, would you rather have all cats try to attack you when they see you or all crows try to attack you when they see you? The, these are not good options oh, either well. way. Okay. I guess I'm going to go with the crows and hopefully I can run fast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see the cats i would just kind of make sure that i would do uh like high boots hip waiters so they couldn't tack anything um yeah i thought this was a crazy one too <laughs> the thing is is that we have a lot of crows out by us i mean a lot okay so in the cities you don't see so much crows right so if i lived in the cities i'd take the crows okay <laughs> i live in the cities so, so and then maybe that's I, my better yeah, option yeah. so i live in the country <laughs> so i'm not going to take the crows but anyway Okay, there we go. Um, I want to uh, thank Nutrisource, you know, for being a great sponsor of the KDK9 show. And then you just heard uh, 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 Organic Lawns by Lunseth, which I was ironically going to bring up because now that spring is opening up and people are thinking about what to do with their lawns. And you really need to think about going organic, folks, or getting rid of those chemicals. Uh, and the reason is, is because there is research that if you use chemicals on your lawn, there is a 70% chance of your dog getting some form of lymphoma 70 percent and then if you have grandkids or kids you know they're running through it or even your own self all right not just for the pets it's for kids grandkids and yourself you know so check out organic lawns by lunseth s-l-u-n-s-e-t-h okay because uh, they're great people to work with and or if they're too busy they you know then look or call the Hugo Feed Mill and talk to Steve. Talk to a lot of the, or the, uh, the lawn stores because they all know like how to use cornmeal on your yard or, you know, they have some kind of, it's going to be, you know, uh, at first a little bit tougher, but it's well worth it in the end. It usually takes three years, two to three years to really, really benefit the, uh, the, the benefits of it. And then one thing I forgot to bring up when he first got here, I was coming, you know, on the freeway coming down th- uh, over the bridge from Hugo to come down onto the freeway. And I'm sorry, you bikers out there, I, uh, today I literally, I kid you not, if I miss that guy, I missed him by two oh. inches. Okay, and what he was doing, he was going east, and and it's a wide two-car turn to go get to the onto the on-ramp to go south on 35. And there's a truck on my right side, okay, so I went around him because I was going to take the other lane because he took that lane. Sure, yes. Okay, so I, but he slows down, and I'm like, so I go, and I kid oh, no. you not, 
And so, I mean, I my heart was pounding all the way here doing the Woody Shoulda Couldas. I mean, he was like right Oof. there. And so then I honked him, and of course he flipped me off. And then, oh, that I had all I could do not do a Yui and go hunt him down. Oh my! But gosh. the thing is, is that then if I would have hit him, it would have been basically my fault. But oh, see, there yes. was a car on my right side or a truck. So the way he came up, he didn't yield. Any biker with common sense would know there's two vehicles there. Maybe you should stop and let the vehicles go first and no just oh. and so you bikers will you please pay attention because if us people in vehicles <laughs> hit you it's going to be our fa- fault and we're going to feel like crap yes. but it was your fault because you didn't yield <laughs> and be a good biker so that was off my pedestal <laughs> well i'm glad you made it here okay they oh, you i kid you not i have never been like a Oh yeah, it was just oh, it was it was crazy. Literally, the breath out of me, and then after I cussed and swore halfway here. Yeah, I okay. believe <laughs> to it. All bikers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're sitting on the couch, and dog comes up, and woof, woof. and this is what 99 percent of all owners do. What? What do you want? Oh, yeah. You answer the bark, and then you're like, "Do you have to go potty? Do we have to eat? Do you want to play?" Don't answer the dog. The dog comes up, barks at you. Woof. Don't say anything. Run in your head. What's going on here? Is it feeding time? Do I need to take them out? Don't say anything. Just stand up and go do what you're going to do. But the minute you answer that dog, you are he. the dog is going to start barking at you for more and more things to get your attention. Okay. Because when he learns that if he barks at you, he gets your attention, you bet that he's going to be barking a lot more. All right? So anyway. Then the dogs that obsessively whine, that's impatientness. Like, can we move along? Can we move along? Can we move along? Whiners, what you need to do, folks, you need to get in teaching that dog. Start teaching them brain teasers and such like that. Where uh, um, uh, Tricks, uh, uh, obedience. Because with confidence comes that that impatientness. A dog's whine many times is like a person, you know, either bouncing their foot, you know, their leg or running their fingernails on a table like can we move it along can we move it along and never pet the dog for it and just hey hey quiet quiet that's enough you whisper to the dog don't start screaming and yelling all right so then but like i said the whining is impatient as the dog wants to move along you need to mentally work that dog so he's mentally tired so that he doesn't have the case of the whinies because he's mentally tired all right Never rev the dog up for the door, you know, uh, to bark. <gasps> Is that daddy? Who's that? Who's at the door? Let's go see. And then the dog, rawr, 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 he's going in because you do want the dog to bark at the do- door in case there is, uh, you know, something, somebody that you don't know who it is. Right. But once you see who it is and you're okay with it, then you now the dog's job is done. You're going to turn to the dog and say your quiet word. Ah, quiet or eight. Hey enough and if he doesn't then you can either like small dogs are sound sensitive you could take the pop can rinsed out or a beer can uh, put five <laughs> pennies in it tape the top of it with bright colored tape like duct tape so that you know the one the cans with the bright colored tape on top are the the cans that are the shake cans not the one you're drinking right okay so the dog used to go ah quiet the dog then shake the can do the ah Again, quiet. And so then as soon as the, cat, the dog quiets, you're, you very calmly go, thank you, or thank you, very nice. Remember, don't say good girl or good boy. That gets a, all, all the dogs all nutsy in the headsy. It's like, racist, we don't have to think anymore. So from here on out, you are the treat. Your verbal and your pra- uh, physical praise. You give little tickles in the chest and say thank you, and you don't always have to touch. Sometimes just your 
voices a calm thank you or very nice or thank you very nice that keeps them calm and steady but if you keep saying good girl good boy that re- you trying to get them to be quiet and shut up but then you start revving them back up by saying you know good girl and good boy so please back off uh, from that because a lot of times you don't realize you teach the dogs these bad habits by uh think of it like sometimes it's like having a, a, a four speed on the floor do you want to you want to drive a, a stick i don't oh I you're know. one of those i know i know how to do the three in the tree and the four in the floor <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so um uh uh, that's, you know, if anybody nowadays, especially kids, you know, that are stealing cars, you know, if you, if they would get in there and there's a you know, four in the floor or three in the tree, that car would go nowhere. Nowhere. Because yes. they can't drive it. So anyways, <laughs> that's one thing you should always know because you never know when yes, I, yeah. uh, time might come or you, at least sure if you had some idea. i tried to teach yeah, me when I was just, younger. Yeah. <laughs> so if at least you had some idea. But, uh, so like I said, by, by, uh, a t- it's when you say good girl or good, unless you ask your dog to sit or the dog is barking and then you say quiet and then you go, good boy. Then, like I said, that's like saying recess and it's going to rev the dog back up. So it's like taking your four on the floor or three on the tree from first to fourth gear or first to third gear, ding, 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 you know, back and forth and back and forth. So that's why folks get used to just saying, being calm, be what you mm-hmm. want the dog to be. But now dogs that are barking out, outside okay now you go to open the door or open the window to say quiet well the minute that you open the door or the window what happens the dog turns his head and is no longer barking but you yell out the word quiet or shut up <laughs> well the dog wasn't barking and so that's the thing so that's what you want to do is try mm-hmm. to teach the quiet word but then you have to kind of sneak up on them <laughs> you know whereas let's say you're having trouble leave the window open so if they're barking that you don't have the the sound that they pick up of opening the window or opening the door Got so then it's going to be, but first you got to teach the dog. Otherwise, if you haven't taught the dog the word quiet or enough or whatever, you might as well be yelling Spreckendy Deutsch because the dog doesn't know what that sure. word means. So you got to start by way of the house. Let's say now you got a, uh, a doxie, which is prone to, you know, barking at windows, you know, out at things outside. And he's barking at the squirrels. So they're on, you know, their paws are on the ledger or they're on the back of the the couch. And people that are going by or squirrels. Okay, you're going to give the deep growl ah, or eight hey, to get their attention. You're going to shake your pop can or beer can uh, with the pennies in it. And then ah, shake quiet. And as soon as he quiets, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Okay, otherwise you could try the uh, hair mister or plant mister set on stream filled with water. Okay, and then ah blast in the face quiet and as soon as he does quiet very nice very nice but you've got and sometimes you have to put a leash on him so you got something to step on or grab and your goal is that the dog eventually learns how that what quiet means or enough means but like i say uh, uh it the whole thing is, is if the dog it starts barking 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 at you and won't shut up don't answer him don't look at him turn sideways you know and and that's a pro, uh, uh, side profile is a calming signal mm-hmm. and let's say now the third bark Okay, get up and leave. Go to the room. Go to shut the door. Get him to understand that if he starts barking at you, he gets nothing, no attention Got whatsoever. Yes. So side profile to the dog. You don't have to get up yet. The side profile, don't say anything, nothing. Okay, then what's going to happen? Third bark, you stand up, go to the bedroom, the bathroom, whatever, shut the door, count to 10, come back out, go sit down. And so the thing is, is that eventually the dog's going to understand if I bark, you leave, and that's not a big good thing anymore. 
So anyway, if you uh, didn't understand all that, because I want to talk too fast, I know. Uh, you all take care. I, I want uh, everybody to keep Grandpa Mike in his prayers. He's fighting something right now. And uh, I can't thank enough for all your your uh, just your calls and just being a part of the show for 19 years. And thank you, Hope. And we'll see you next week. We'll talk soon. Until we meet again. Happy to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.